Well, good morning, beloved Honoka Church. Good morning. God is certainly good to us this morning. Amen. Amen. It's good to see everyone here this morning. And I, I'm glad to be here this morning with you, worshiping and opening the Word of God this morning. Amen. Amen. So let's get into our study this morning. Um, let's turn to, to our opening text this morning in Daniel chapter 1, verse 3 to 5. Daniel chapter 1, verse 3. 3 to 5. And we've been studying a series, The Mystery of Babylon Revealed. The Mystery of Babylon Revealed. And the sermon entitled this morning is Babylon, the Grand Center of Education. Now we learned in the last sermon that Babylon of old, in the days of King Nebuchadnezzar, was not only the grand center of world through its government, but it was also the grand center of the world through its educational institutions. We're going to study more about that. And today, the Babylon of Revelation still wields its power through its educational system. And Babylon of Revelation today knows that the spiritual life and the spiritual death of all Protestant churches hangs upon their educational system that they receive. So today, may we wake up to the reality of how education may have affected you this morning, what kind of education you had. It may have education maybe have affected me this morning so that we may be open, we may open our eyes, God may open our eyes this morning to the re-educating power of God's word this morning. Amen? I'm going to invite you... Um, what well, a special prayer this morning as we kneel for prayer, uh, asking God's special presence with us this morning. Let us pray. Father, we humbly ask you to be with us this morning, your people, as we seek your face. Reveal to us your love to us. May your word become clear and simple. May, Lord, you give me the words. We thank you, Lord, humbly, in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, Daniel chapter 1, verse 3. What did King Nebuchadnezzar require all to do when they came to Babylon? Notice the Bible says here in verse 3. The Bible says, And the king spake unto Ashpenaz, the master of his eunuchs, that he should bring certain of the children of Israel and the king's seed and of the princes to get all the, when they were taken captive to Babylon, bring certain of the, the best that they can find, children in whom was no blemish, but well-favored and skillful in all wisdom and cunning and knowledge and understanding science, as such as had ability in them to stand in the king's palace, and whom they might teach. You got that? So Babylon grabbed these people in order to teach the best of all these conquered nations that came. Take the best of them and teach them. Now, when one deals with teaching, what does one deal with? The mind. And where is one normally being taught at? At where? At a what? At a school. So Babylon was the center of education. At school, teach them. What are they going to teach them? Teach them the learning. In other words, they're supposed to learn. 
the learning and the tongue or the language of the Chaldeans of, of Babylon. So they'll be taught at the University of Babylon, the education of Babylon. That was the whole point of Babylon. And verse 5 says, And the king appointed them a daily provision of the king's meat and of the wine from which he drank, so nourishing them, how many years? How many years in the University of Babylon? Three years. And at the end of these three years, what's going to happen? That at the end thereof, they might stand before who? The very king himself to be questioned and examined. How's that for a final examination? The king himself. The largest supporter of the University of Babylon was to question and examine you for the final examination after three years to see how well and how well you developed in the three years. King Nebuchadnezzar had a grand world university, and this university, King Nebuchadnezzar, was its greatest supporter. You see, the great purpose of Babylon was to make sure that the whole world would be unified under all that was Babylon. That was the whole main purpose. And the very means it was, it was accomplished this was through its educational system. How they educated their children was how they're, how they're going to control the whole world. Are you following me? So they took the best from every nation and they educated them through Babylonian education for the purpose of, beloved, that when it came time to loyalty to Babylon, when the crisis came or whatever happens, that they'll be totally loyal to Babylon by how they believed and how they thought. Are you following me? So the main goal of Babylon was to control the world through its educational system. That's why they bought the best from every single nation that was conquered to come there and to be educated by Babylonish education. Now the Babylon of Revelation today, the papacy, controls the Roman Catholic Church, largest educational system in the world. Their main goal is to unite the whole world, and all that is called Babylon also. And the means in which it does this, beloved, is through its educational system this morning. And that is why its main focus is through education. Now, what makes one wise? Let's go to the Bible. Look at your handouts here, the green one. Look at it says Psalms 19.99. Bible says, I have, David said, I have more understanding than all my, what? Teachers. He's wiser than his teachers. He says, why? Because thy testimonies or thy commandments or the law or the word of God are my meditation. Beloved, when you meditate upon, when you study upon the word of God, you become more wiser than all your teachers in all the schools of Babylon. Amen? Wiser than anyone. For the word of God is God's wisdom here this morning. Isn't it not natural that if you study God's wisdom, you become more wiser than the wisdom of man? We truly studied it. Now what happened at the end of the three-year course? Do you remember? Let's go to verse 18, see what the Bible says. Daniel chapter 1, verse 18 and 20. So he's going to go after three years of being in school for three years at the University of Babylon to be taught the learning and the language of the Chaldeans, and what happens here in verse 18 to 20? So now, at the end of the days that the king had said he should bring them in, then the prince of the eunuchs brought them in before Nebuchadnezzar. And the king with them, and among them all, was found none like, commune with them, and none like Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, 
and Azariah therefore stood they before the king. So they came before the final examination. And notice what happens. Let's see what David said comes true. And in all matters of wisdom and understanding that the king inquired of them, he found them, how many times? Ten times better than all the magicians and astrologers that were in all his realm. All the wise men in the realm of Babylon, they were wiser than their teachers this morning. Amen? Because they've been educated under true education. God's education, the word of God, the, not only the truth of education, but the methods, correct methods of education also. And the correct educational structure of a church school, school of the structure and organization of a school. They were correctly educated. Because they were truly correctly educated, they were ten times wiser than all the wise men of all at the University of Babylon. Isn't that amazing? Praise God. Amen? They were rightly educated, and it showed. The very ones who were they were supposed to defer to were the very ones they were ten times wiser than. And see, beloved, the truth in the Bible is written here to show to everyone forever that the education found here in this Word of God and the Spirit of God is ten times better than it can be found in the education of the world. Amen? Ten times better found in the education of the world. And this truth, beloved, needs to be acknowledged, embraced, and magnified unto the Babylon of today, as truly was done by Daniel and his three friends in the days of Nebuchadnezzar. For today, the education of the world is as Babylonish as it was of Babylon itself, beloved. Amen? You see, the problem today is that the knowledge of God in the world is not believed to be educational. Right? And much less is it believed to be educational above the education of the world. But not only that, the Bible, the Word of God today, is not believed to be an educational book this morning, beloved. For even if this book is allowed in education, it is also placed under or secondary to the educational books of the world. But that can only be expected in the educational systems of the world because the world is worldly, right? But it's a sad commentary that this is also true when this is conducted by the churches out there of today, right, beloved? And it's even more heart-wrenching to see that this is also true, that the Bible doesn't take precedence inside churches that say sola scriptura or the Bible and the Bible only. And it's even more sad to see that when this is actually taking place and it happens within the church schools of even our own Adventist education, beloved, amen? Heathen and pagan literature have found precedence over the Word of God today. And there's not a denominational school in the world today that gives the Bible any real place as an educational book anymore, much less the supreme place as the one and only true educational book over all the other books. Is that exactly what the Bible should be within our educational system? For, beloved, in order to gain a revival and a reformation, the Bible must take its first place above all and everything else in our churches and our church schools, beloved. Amen? Amen. And then there will be a revival such as never seen before in our churches and our schools once again.
Now, let's go forward to chapter 5, verse 7. And let's look at the story of King Belshazzar and the fall of Babylon. Now, God wrote on the wall a message to Belshazzar and the, nation, the kingdom of Babylon, chapter 5, verse 7. After God wrote on the wall, who did the king call to interpret the writings? Notice the Bible says here in 5, verse 7. The king cried aloud to bring in the astrologers, the Chaldeans, and the soothsayers. And the king spake and said to the what? Wise men of Babylon. In other words, when he called these people, the magicians and the soothsayers and all these people in, he was referring to them as what? Wise men. They were the wisest at the University of Babylon. They were the wisest people. In other words, all these wise men came under the profession and claim of science and philosophy. But this type of education was only of Babylon or of the world. For even though this education had a large amount of knowledge and practical training, there was also in it that which would bend someone who took the education towards superstition, to idolatry, and satanic manifestations. And all of this was powerless for good because there was in this education nothing to strengthen character. And beloved, this is how you can tell the difference between the education of the world that maybe you have received and the education of true education. This is how you can tell. If it does not strengthen your character, it is not true education, beloved. Amen? No matter how good knowledge, even if it's knowledge of the Bible, if the whole package of education does not strengthen your character, it is not true education. Because all the wise men of Babylon, they had all this knowledge, and they had all the wisdom, even if it's very practical training. They had all the practical training and knowledge, but the one thing they did not have, they did not have good, strong, moral integrity this morning, beloved. Amen? And so it taught all this knowledge and wonderful, very practical training. But the one thing that Daniel and his three friends had, they had character developed after the image of God, beloved. Amen? So think about your education. If your education did not have character development, it was not true education, beloved. And it has affected you in your walking relationship with Jesus Christ. Even if you went to a Christian school, even you went to an Adventist Christian school. If it did not develop your character, it was not after the form of God's true education this morning. Now, were the wise men able to read and interpret the handwriting? Look at verse 8. This is what the Bible says. Then came in all the king's wise men, but they could not read the writing nor make known to the king the interpretation thereof. Could they, could they interpret it? The wisest in the university, the great professors, they could not read or interpret the handwriting at all. Okay, what about Daniel? Look at verse, what did he say? 17, he could do. Verse 17. Then Daniel answered and said before the king, Let thy gifts be to thyself and give your rewards to another. Yet I will read the writing unto the king and make known to him the interpretation. Daniel had been equipped in true education that it equipped him to both read and interpret the handwriting on the wall. He had been rightly educated that he was able to see what God wanted him to see this morning. What was a mystery to those who were falsely educated 
was clearly seen by those who were rightly educated. Are you seeing that? And what may be a mystery to many church members and Christians today when they listen to sermons or study the word is a mystery is actually clearly seen by those who have been rightly educated and clearly, clearly educated to God's way. Now what else did Daniel say? Look at verse 18. What else did he say? Verse 18 says, O thou king, the most high God gave Nebuchadnezzar your father a kingdom and majesty and glory and honor. In verse 20, but when his heart was lifted up and his mind hardened in pride, he was deposed from his kingly throne and it took his glory from him and is driven from the sons of men and his heart was made like the beast and his dwelling was with the wild asses. They fed him with grass like oxen. His body was wet with the dew of heaven. So you remember that story of Nebuchadnezzar? He was driven from his, his throne into the wild beast. Because of his pride was lifted up, he was humbled by God. And what happened at the end? Look at the verses. Till he knew, the Bible says, till he knew that the Most High God ruled in the kingdom of men and that he appointed over whomsoever he will. In other words, he became as a wild beast for seven years, right? He became a wild beast until the Bible says he knew or he understood about the true knowledge of God. Or he experienced, King Nebuchadnezzar experienced true education. So in other words, he said, your father knew about the true knowledge of God. He was at one time experienced true education, is what Daniel was saying at this time. What else in verse 22 he said? Notice what he says in 22. And thou his son, he's talking to the king now, O Belshazzar, you have not humbled your heart Though thou knewest all this. In other words, just like your father, you had an experience. You knew all about the true knowledge of God. You knew about it. You had experienced it for just a little while. And yet you knew all the things. And still you, you prided yourself in what you've done. You prided in the education of Babylon. And beloved, this morning, there are many of us here today who have been given a true knowledge of God. But like Belshazzar, we have stifled our convictions, rationalized our beliefs to the point where we no longer are able to hear the voice of God. You see, beloved, it was like Nebuchadnezzar and Belshazzar. They knew the truth, and they still pushed for and magnified the false beliefs of Babylon. And while they're magnifying the false beliefs and education of Babylon, they knew in their heart that it was all false which led to the fall of Babylon. I want to show your attention to this handout here from the Zive Ages. Look at page 239, the second quote. It says here, Our standing before God depends not upon the amount of light we have received, not upon the amount of truth we have and knowledge, but upon the use we make of what we have. Amen? Thus, even the heathen who choose the right, the sinners out there choose the right as far as they can distinguish it, are in a more favorable condition than are those who have had great light and profess to serve God, but who disregard the light and by their daily life contradict their profession. 
I mean, it doesn't matter how much you know or profess, but what, how is your life? Is it reflecting the character of God? Or is your character uh, of moral integrity? Are people seeing there's a difference? The world has a lot of knowledge out there. The internet brings a lot of knowledge, but it does not bring true wisdom this morning. It does not bring character development this morning, beloved. Right? Amen? True education. See, the, our problem as Christians is that we know so much, but we're not living into it. That's the education of Babylon, to know a lot of things, but not have moral integrity and, and strong character formed within us, beloved. The whole purpose of God and the image is to restore the image of God in man, which is actually the vision of this church. To be restored back into the image of God, to focus on His character, to be reformed and revived within our lives. The whole purpose of God is actually to transform our lives. Babylon's purpose of education is that you know a lot. You have a lot of practical education, but you not have good, strong backbone in your life, beloved. And that's the education on Babylon. What did Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego do? Look at Daniel chapter 3, verse 28. Daniel chapter 3, verse 28. Know what the Bible says here. This is after they stood. Remember, they didn't bow the knee. They stood, and they were going to be punished by thrown into the fire. Know what the Bible says in 28. Then Nebuchadnezzar spake and said, Blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who had sent his angel and delivered his servants that trusted in him, remember, out of the fire, and had changed the king's word and yielded their bodies that they might not serve nor worship any god except their own god. The education of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego had so empowered these men that they were able to change the king's word. And the Bible says, out of an abundance of the heart, the what? Mouth speak it. So what one says really reveals what's inside your what? Your heart, your thoughts, and your feelings. One's thoughts and feelings is one's what? Character. So they're able to change the thoughts and feelings of this king, to change the king's word. In other words, their education has so impacted the, the grand patron of the University of Babylon that he was able to change his thinking, his thoughts, and his word, beloved. And then my question is this morning, are we able because of being rightly educated, to stand for what is right and not just go with the flow of the world, that people will see the difference and then they will change their mind, beloved, of how they used to think because of what you've done in the name of God, beloved. Amen? See, the world doesn't need more people who are more intellectually smart about the Bible. What the world really needs is people with backbone that can stand for what is true because they've been rightly educated in the word of God, beloved. Amen? We don't need more people who are more smart. We don't need more classes. What we need actually, and that's why this school we're trying, is not one-third of it is actually truth. Two-thirds is actually the methods and how you're being taught. And the other third is a, is a school structure and organization. Knowing the truth is not as big of a deal as we make it out to be, beloved. Living the truth is what God really wants us to do, beloved. Amen? That's what, God, that's what the world is crying out for. King Nebuchadnezzar was looking hungry for it. And when he saw these three men, it changed his life, beloved. And that's what we need, beloved. Great men in the great universities, when they see these humble people who depend upon the word of God, standing for what they believe, it would change the university professor's mind of what they once thought was truth. Isn't that powerful, beloved? And God will use you if you would only believe this morning. 
Look at verses, look at the back page here. These last two quotes, it says here, with such an army of workers as our youth, and notice the next two words, it says what? Not just trained. It says rightly trained, beloved. Might furnace, how soon the message of a crucified, risen, and soon coming Savior might be carried to the whole world. The dependence is not upon the training. The dependence is upon the rightly training of our young people. Then Christ will come back to take us home, beloved. Amen? Could it be that maybe our education is, has, needs to be redefined and has gone down a different road this morning? Look at this. The last quote is a powerful quote that really inspires me. It says here, Now as never before, we need to understand the true science of education. If we fail to understand this, the true science of education, true education, we will, shall, will never have a place in the kingdom of God, beloved. Amen? Unless we understand, experience true education, we will never have a place in the kingdom of heaven. Then it goes on. If this is the price of heaven, if true education is the price of heaven, shall not our education be conducted on these lines, beloved? Is that not true? Amen? Amen. If this is the price, and do you not see the importance of true education if that's the price for our children to be saved? If that's the price for you sitting this morning to be saved, is it not right that maybe you need to be not only educated, but re-educated under the true education of God's plan this morning? Amen? Amen. I realized this, that I was falsely educated. I need to be re-educated. You know, this school is actually for me, too. Because I want to follow God's method and experience the re-educating plan of God in my life. We need not to be educated. We need to be re-educated this morning. Amen? What happened to Daniel during the fall of Babylon? Turn to Daniel chapter 5, verse 30, the next, the next chapter. 5, verse 30. Babylon was going to fall. Belshazzar had his great feast. And look at verse 30 and 31. What happened to Daniel while the, the kingdom of Babylon was falling? The Bible says, In that night was Belshazzar, the king of the Chalde Chaldeans, what? Slain. He was slain, beloved. And Darius the Median took the kingdom. You can look and also jump to chapter 6, verse 2. And over the, chapter verse 3 actually, then this Daniel was preferred above the presidents and princes because an excellent spirit was in him and a king thought to set him over the whole realm. While Babylon of old crashed and all these wise men were killed and destroyed, Daniel who was faithful, who had been rightly educated, went through the crisis unharmed, beloved. Amen? He went above and saved through the whole fall of Babylon. And not only that, within the new kingdom, he was exalted in his position, beloved. Amen? And beloved, the same is true. When the fall of Babylon comes, and all the worldly wise men and everyone, when they fall and all the great grand institutions of the world fail, God's people will fly high, safe, and above the worldly fall of everything in this world. Amen? And God will protect you. Not only that, but in a new kingdom may come, we will sit on the right hand on the throne of God, beloved. Amen? We will be exalted in the thrones above in heaven. What a glorious future we have in the Jesus Christ this morning. Amen? What a hope we have with Jesus that he will protect us in the last days to the crisis and he will also exalt us 
Under the name of Jesus Christ, beloved, what a glorious Savior we have this morning. What a loving Savior we have, though we do not deserve it. Now, what was the reason why Babylon fell? Let's look at Daniel chapter 5, verse 1 to 4. Let's see what happened right before the judgments came and he wrote, God wrote it on the handwriting on the wall. You know, you hear that phrase, the handwriting, the handwriting is on the wall. That means that's not good, right? The handwriting is on the wall. It's not going to go good. This is where it came from. He, they wrote it. God's hand wrote the, the fearful doom was going to happen to Babylon. But what were they doing right before that that, that brought the handwriting on the wall? Daniel 5, verse 1, it says, Belshazzar the king made a great feast to a thousand of his lords and drank, what? Remember that word, wine. Before the thousand, he's drinking wine. Now, Belshazzar was, he tasted the wine. Okay, so first of all, he's drinking wine. And he's drinking this wine out of Babylonian Vessels, beloved. It's a great crime in, inside of God. Because it's Babylonian wine in Babylonian vessels. Now follow me, beloved. Verse 2. It says here, Belshazzar, was he tasted the wine, commanded to bring the golden and silver vessels which his father Nebuchadnezzar had taken out of the what? Temple. Where? Temple which was when? Where? Jerusalem that the king and his princes, his wives and his concubines might drink therein. And then it goes on here. Then they brought the golden vessels that were taken out of the temple of the house of God, which was at Jerusalem. And the king and his princes and his wives and his concubines drank in them. They drank wine and praised the gods of gold, of silver, brass, of iron, of wood, and of stone. See, while drinking this wine, Babylonian wine, out of Babylonian vessels, the king had an idea. Why don't we drink Babylonian wine out of vessels of God instead? Are you following me, beloved? Now in the Bible, what does the word wine represent? Well, false what? False doctrines. Or false what? Teachings. And when one deals with teaching, one is dealing with education, beloved. Are you following me? One is dealing with education this morning. So while this king, so in other words, false education is really intoxicating, right? With all of its pride of status, honors, and degrees, isn't it? Intoxicating. So while he was drinking, False wine, Babylonian wine, or false education from Babylonian vessels. Now, where is false teachings normally taught in? At, at, at a what? At a school. So the vessels that false education that was being taught in were through, the vessel of Babylonian vessel was actually the Babylonian schools, the University of Babylon, the public school system. That's where the Babylonian wine was actually being taught through. Babylonian false education through the Babylonian public school educational system. What made it bad was this. He wanted to take the Babylonian education and put it through the vessels or the system of education or the schools of church schools, beloved, this one. Are you following me, beloved? 
the great crime of Belshazzar, battle for itself was not only that Babylonian, Babylonian teaching was taught to Babylonian public school system education, but when he bought the wine and it was taught within the vessels of God or ch- God's church school, because when people think that this is actually God's true vessel, when in actuality they're receiving Babylonian wine, it deceives them. And in the end, not only they're lost, but their children become drunk and thus eternally lost. Question in the Bible, is this truth? Higher criticism, is little their creation? Did we come really from God or are we created from monkeys? Education that's been taught within our own Christian schools. Now, what would be the reason why Babylon will fall? Turn to Revelation chapter 14, verse 8. Revelation chapter 14, verse 8. The Bible says, And there followed another angel, saying, This is the Babylon in our days now. Babylon is fallen, is fallen, that great city. Why? Why is she fallen? Notice the Bible says here, Because she made all nations Drink off the what? Wine. Of the wrath of a fornication. Now fornication, what is the definition of fornication? Fornication is, is actually um, a relationship between two people that should not be there, right? People or even beasts, whatever it may be, that should not be there. Now we know that's a union of church and state. But in the reference of this text, it's referring to the unlawful unity are referring to wine, going back to Daniel and wine. In other words, it's referring to the false system of Babylon, the system of what's considered to be Christian education out there under Babylon or the papacy, the Roman Catholic Church. That system, it makes it seem that this is a Christian school, but yet they're teaching Babylonian wine. Are you seeing that, beloved? So Babylon falls because it is teaching in the name of God, Babylonian false education, beloved. Amen? But what about us this morning? Have we allowed the wine or teachings of Babylon to be used within the holy vessels of our church schools, is my question. For today, there's the wine that there's no sanctuary. There's the wine that there's no spirit of prophecy. There's the wine that we've evolved from monkeys. And there's the wine of cheat grace. We have, have we accepted the false wine of Babylon this morning is my question to us this morning. And it was in the midst of this grand Babylonian educational banquet with all of his drinking of false education that there will arise those like Daniel who proclaim from God's word a solemn message. Babylon is fallen, is fallen, and has become the habitations of devils. And when his final Babylon of Revelation and all of his daughters, all the churches that follow in his direction, meets the prophetic doom of being with violence thrown down to be found no more, there will be standing those who have been rightly educated, high and safe above the fearful fall of Babylon, to rise and reign forevermore. Amen? See, God, I've come to the conclusion that our biggest problem in our church is that the, the only solution to the disease of Laodiceanism is actually a school based upon true education. That's my only conclusion I've, I've come up with. And only those who understand the true science of education, the Bible, 
we're told is we have a place in the kingdom of heaven. Only those who have been rightly trained will be able to give the last message of mercy to a dying world. We're told in the Bible that there's false teachings doing through vessels of God is what brings the fall of Babylon, beloved. Should we not be falling after Babylon this morning? Should we be falling that route? Is my question. Should not we be falling the route that God aligned in His Bible this morning, beloved? Amen? That God is clearly laid out in His principles, in the Word of God, clearly that this is the way that we should go. Walk in it this morning, beloved. It's sad to see people I see sacrifice their whole lives to send their children to our educational system. It's sad to see them, and they, they, want, they come to me and go, why? I, I sacrifice so much, and none of my children go to church anymore. I hear all the time. I've given so much. Beloved, I have friends that I've gone to a, school to in a college that no longer... Not only do they not go to church, and not only, yeah, not only do they not go to church, they don't even believe that there's even a God, beloved, out there. The skepticism, skepticism that's taught within the educational system, higher criticism, is to question everything. You don't believe anything. You must question everything, and only when you finally prove it to be true, then you are to believe it, beloved, this morning. You must prove the theorem first. All your senses must prove that it's right first. Examine it, and finally, when it's finally proven, then and only then will you believe what is said to be true. The educational system is found in a public school system, found in a lot of Christian schools, and the sad commentary where we headed to this morning, beloved. The only solution this morning is to place God's word back into its rightful place this morning. Amen? So this morning, we need people who are commitment, committed this morning to put God's word higher than any other book in this world this morning. If this is your desire this morning, that you want to make this commitment, that you want to be committed to God's word, would you please raise your hand with me this morning? Amen. Amen. This morning, we need Jesus this morning. Amen? We need his word this morning. We need to be rightly educated and re-educated under Jesus Christ. And we need to sound the battle cry that Jesus is coming soon, and we need to get ready and to have him to reveal his character of love to me and you this morning. Amen? Amen. Our closing hymn this morning is 614, Sound the Battle Cry.